Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. I'm Dallas Travers. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast, the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with the six-figure business. So each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies and simple steps, plus, of course, some juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. My guest today is Jacqueline Malone. She is super passionate about helping online entrepreneurs become the go-to authority in their niche. Now, just five years ago, Jacqueline was 32, pregnant with a two-year-old in tow, and some big, crazy dreams. She started her business and her podcast, The Go-To Gal, from her living room in Rochester, New York, with a $65 mic and a Zoom account. So today, things look a lot different for Jacqueline. She helps experts around the globe to exponentially grow their business by becoming the go-to authority in their space. She's a coach, strategist, keynote speaker. Of course, she's a mom. She also loves guacamole. And as I mentioned, she's the host of the Go-To Gal podcast, which by the way, is a top 60 marketing podcast on iTunes. So I'm excited to share Jacqueline's five-part framework to build your own authority because it includes the perfect combination of inner work and outer action to help you move your reputation and your business to the next level. Let's dig in. Hi, Jacqueline. Thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're going to have fun. I was lucky enough to be on your show not long ago at all, and I immediately felt like we were kindred spirits. And I've gotten so much value out of listening to your podcast, The Go-To Gal, that I knew I wanted to bring you on the show to help all of our listeners really establish their own authority. So can we just start by talking about this term authority and maybe create some context for everyone around what that means and why it matters? Yes. So to start things off, let's go back in time to 2015 when I was just getting started in my business. And my first business was a brand at the time. It was actually called Chasing Dreams and Littles. And it was almost like I was in the witness protection program with this brand. My face was not on it. Like there was probably several months that went by where I don't even know if my name was anywhere attached to it. I was growing an Instagram account rapidly growing a community there, but I really was, you could go into a whole conversation with my therapist about why I didn't want to put my face out there, but I was just so afraid of failure. And I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back, I wasn't ready to announce to the world yet that this is what I was doing, but it felt safe and fun to be building this community. So I ended up launching a podcast around the same time. So I started coming out of my shell and had this podcast going and this growing Instagram community, but it was still a branded business. And I I was still very much not the face of it. And then this weird thing started happening because I was growing on Instagram and I was in some of these paid private communities getting support and coaching and all of that. 
people started to tag me and ask me all these Instagram questions in free groups and paid groups. Everyone was like, how are you growing on Instagram? Or, oh, I have a hashtag question. Let's ask Jacqueline. And I started getting all of this interest and attention over Instagram. I never set out to do that. I was like, hmm, okay, well, this is fun, but also I should probably be charging for this. <laughs> so I quickly came up with some offers. Also, somewhere in that time span, I also found out I was pregnant with baby number two. So that felt like, okay, this due date is my deadline. I got to get this business up and running before this baby comes. It was so crazy to me because I had been trying so hard to grow this branded business that really didn't have a personal brand attached to it. And while the community was growing, the money wasn't there. I launched a membership. I can make it sound fancy. I had a challenge. There was 300 people. We converted almost 10% into the membership. But at the end of the day, I was bringing in three figures a month. It was, it was making under $1,000 a month. People are bragging about five figure, but this is a three figure month business. I'm like this is not going to get me where I need to go. And by accident, I stumbled upon this Instagram thing. And I never set out to be an Instagram expert. And I am certainly not an Instagram expert now. So I knew that that was never going to be the long-term thing for me. But it was really fascinating because that business, consulting business that I was running in parallel to the other one, started growing so fast. I was asked to be a guest on all these podcasts. I had all these consulting clients landing in my lap for $300 an hour. I ended up launching programs that sold out really easily on that topic. My mentors asked me to go out to San Diego and speak at their event uh, for Screw the 9 to 5. All these things happened. And I was like, okay, why is this happening so easily? And I'm like, I don't even want this to be happening. <laughs> like, this is not what I set out to do. <laughs> and this other business is still a very struggling three-figure business. I think I had my first four-figure, there was a comma for the first time under that business in April of 2016. So eight or nine months later, it was very fascinating to me. As I took some time after I had my baby to look back and start unpacking it, what I realized was, is that by accident, I had built this personal brand. right? And that is the side of things that was going really easily. And with this other business, it wasn't clear who it was for, or it was clear who it was for. It wasn't clear who I was going to help, like how I was going to help them, what I did, what I was the go-to gal for, right? It wasn't even clear like how they could connect with me or just, it was like faceless, right? So there was like, okay, we're part of this community, but there wasn't that connection that you get with a personal brand. It was really fascinating to me. And, and so I ended up leaning into it. I eventually, a couple months later, debranded, if you will, and went all in on building my personal brand. And then the next phase of that evolution is, you know, people talk about building no like and trust, or I like to say no love and trust. But what I realized is, having that no love and trust isn't always enough. You need to layer it with being that authority, really making it clear what you're that go-to for and that you're established as an authority with that. People don't just buy from people who they know, love, and trust. And they also don't just buy from the people who are the most experty experts out there, right? When you're going to go make a decision, it's not like, oh, I know this person who's, who's like a lot of fun and great, or this person is the ultimate expert in their industry. It's usually a combination of both. 
authority plus relationship equals top of mind. And so that's brought me to now with GoToGal and with the podcast GoToGal and with things that I'm doing with clients and students to really, okay, how do we fill that gap? How do we make sure that we're not just positioning you as that authority, but that you're continuing to build authority and also build that relationship so you can be top of mind and that easy first choice for somebody. So I love your story. (laughs) As I was listening to you, I realized, oh my gosh, I did that with my first business too. Maybe that's a first business passage we all take, right? So I want to make sure that I understand and also for our listeners, authority is more than just being the expert, or maybe that's the first part of it. But if I'm just the expert and I'm the professor and you don't really feel a connection to me, the human, it's going to be harder for me to fill my programs and find clients and all of those things. I have to be the human that people connect with and identify with and bring my expertise to the table. I can't hide one of those two things. Yes. I'm going to help clarify that. And then I also have a framework that breaks it down because the idea of authority is so abstract Mm -hmm. that I created this framework one, because when you work on all five of these elements, that is truly what helps build your authority. And yes, it makes it feel more tangible because it does. It's this very abstract concept. So a way that this plays out a lot, and this is just a more specific example of what I was saying before with the authority plus relationship is I'll put it in the position of, okay, it's us and someone who we know, maybe a neighbor, maybe a former coworker, maybe just someone who engages with us a lot on social media. And we have that relationship with them. We think they know what we do. We think that they really like us and it seems like they trust us, but then they go and hire somebody else or join someone else's program who pretty much does what we do. Right. And it just, and it stings so bad when this happens. And sometimes I'm sure this happens and we don't even know that it happens, but when it happens and it is someone who we know, or we have some type of a relationship with, it really hurts. And that's where we distinguish it from. Okay. Let's say someone's an accountant or a realtor and you could say, well, they have the credentials or a coach. Like I have the credentials to be a coach, but how are you standing out from all the other coaches? And why are you the right coach for me? Right. There's so many people in this world People don't just want someone who is qualified and maybe on paper in authority on a topic. They want to know that that person understands them and their own needs because there's a million different types of coaches, right? And so having that specialty to say, okay, this is my expertise, but this is who I help allows us to see that. So when this happens, when somebody goes and hires someone else or whatever, they have that relationship with you. They likely know, love, and trust you, but they don't see you as that authority. And like I was saying before, when somebody does make a hiring decision or goes to join a course or a program, they're likely not looking for, they don't have the equivalent of like consumer reports where they're looking at like, it's not like buying a refrigerator, like what's the top rated one, right? And even most of the time when people are making those decisions, they don't just go off of consumer reports, right? There's other reasons why people make buying decisions. But in our industry, there's no consumer reports. They're going off of someone that has that level of expertise and authority established, but that has also taken the time to build that no love and trust with them. So it's when you get that combination, that's the easy yes. That's when you're top of mind. That's when those people are converting
marketing into clients or students. And those are also people that are going to refer you, right? Yes. Even if they're not your ideal client, if they see you in both of those camps, they're going to be the ones sending people your way. Yeah. A hundred percent. Will you please walk me through this framework? I'm dying. Yes. Okay. So it's called the authority armor framework. Armor <laughs> is an acronym because I love acronyms. It just makes it easier. We'll go through each one. The A this is not something that you is like a linear system. Building authority is not linear. There's mm -hmm. also not a clear beginning and there is no end, which may feel overwhelming, but this isn't like do these three things and you're the authority. This is something that wherever you are on your business journey, you're continuing to build your authority. Even the people who you look at as being an authority already are still, if they're smart, continuing to build their authority in order to stay that authority, right? Yes. So this is not a beginning and an end linear system. This is really all these parts work together and almost like a snowball effect, right? So the good news is you don't have to wait until you check certain boxes to then become an authority. You can literally start doing it right now, wherever you are, even if you haven't even started your business yet, you can literally start this from the beginning and then you just keep building and building over time. Okay. So that's it. Let's get in. So number A or number A, <laughs> today's one of those days. Just, just go with me here. Okay. So with starting you. with the, with A <laughs> is building an authority brand. So the authority brand first makes it very clear what you're the go-to gal for. This sounds simple. It's not simple. If you're just like, I'm a life coach, that is not clear. <laughs> we really go to gal for, right? So getting this really clear of both what you do and who you help and building a brand that really shows how you're building no love and trust in all these ways, establishing your expertise in that area, and eventually layering in with this authority brand, having an authority platform. So an authority platform is, I consider YouTube to be an authority platform, a blog mm -hmm. to be an authority platform, or a podcast. Now, I could also say that a TV show would be an authority platform, but that's not on the table for most of the people that I'm talking to, right? But if you think about a YouTube channel, a blog, or a podcast, or a combination thereof, but at least one, that is a piece of content that is different than other content. So you could say the same thing on Instagram, on Facebook, or sitting across the table from a friend. But if you take that same sentence and you say it on a podcast or on a YouTube channel or in a blog, it holds more weight. It's magic. I don't know what it is. I don't have a psychology degree to explain it to you, <laughs> but I probably should figure that out. But there is something different. The content feels different. If I just in passing say something to someone or if I put something on my stories, it doesn't have that weight as delivering that same exact content through an authority platform. So that is something I recommend anyone who is building a business as a go-to eventually layers in, not off the bat typically, but that is an important thing down the road to really anchor in that authority. Yeah. So I love that you're saying this because I was going to ask why, like, why do you think that is? And we don't know, right? But I know I had this experience in my first business. I worked with actors. I think you know that. And man, the clear line of demarcation between me and my reputation before writing a book and after was bananas. And it literally happened overnight. I had, there's a, 
a well-known industry publication that I was begging them, can I please write columns for you? You don't have to pay me, please, can I write? And they would not even take my calls. And then my book came out and the next week they wanted to feature an article about my book. Things changed overnight. So there's something about these, maybe they're like more holistic platforms that just position you in a different way. It is. It's not everyone and their grandma's on those platforms to start, right? Mm -hmm. So there's just a level of respect that goes into it. Mm -hmm. And to your point, I didn't mention a book because obviously having a book on your topic is one of the ultimate authority builders, but the book is static, right? You write the book, they print the book, it's there. So while it's really powerful and can certainly open up doors and it can give people that like physical thing on their nightstand that's going to remind them of you, it's not the same as that ongoing relationship mm-hmm. of a podcast, a YouTube channel, or a blog where you've now become a part of their daily, weekly, monthly lives, yeah. right? So a book is really powerful, but it's not more of a one time or few time thing. It's not that ongoing. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, people, they may know about the book, but they don't have an experience of the book with any consistency where the YouTube channel or the podcast, like you said, there's that consistent point of contact. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's the authority brand and that's how you're showing up on social, eventually Mm -hmm. building that authority platform and really how you're just showing up as that go-to gal for something. So moving on to the first R. And that is the right offer for the right audience. Whatever it is you decide you're the go-to gal for, you're the go-to authority on, we want to anchor that in with an offer. This sounds so simple, but if you're going to get known as the go-to for something, people are going to want to pay you for that thing, (laughs) (laughs) right? Also, if you don't have something on that topic, there seems to be a little bit of a disconnect, right? Like you're the go-to for this, but how much help can I really get from you on it, right? So you want to anchor in that expertise with an offer and that offer to be really clearly defined as positioning you as that go-to authority on the topic and for a specific group of people. So it sounds like a small thing. And with myself right now, right, my podcast is more broad in talking about all of these areas. With Go-To Gal Podcast, we cover all five of these parts of the framework. But with my own offers right now, they're all focused on podcasting. And so for me out there positioning myself as an expert on podcasting, I can help people start podcasts, grow podcasts, or be a guest on podcasts. And that's where I'm able to leverage having a defined niche while also growing a bigger media company. Really, I look at it as two different businesses under my own umbrella where we have the go-to gal media company, and then I have like Jacqueline Malone personal brand. These are my go-to gal topics. So it's a little bit different for my business, but because I'm talking about it, I know some people might look and be like, well, how are you doing this? So I like spelling that out because niching is so scary. People are so afraid to own, like, what is it that you're going to niche down to for your own expertise or who's that group that you're going to niche down and talk to? It feels so limiting. It feels so final. We're leaving people out. There's a lot of fear associated with that. But when you are able to be that clear, that is when it makes it so much easier for people to find you and notice you and connect with your content because you're writing it just for them and they see what you're the expert in. So they know what to come to you for or refer you for. And it makes 
the growing the audience and the converting into to sales so much easier on all fronts. The most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this, what more should I be doing? This question, it keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find more clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to put together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find online. So instead of asking, what more should I be doing? The real question here is, how can I do less? Or where can I go deeper? These are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called the coach class. So if you're tired of winging it, second guessing yourself at every turn or working way too hard to keep your business running, the coach class could just change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special webinar. You know, there is an easier path to six figures and the coach class will show it to you. Registration is open this week. So again, the URL is watchthecoachclass.com. I will see you over there. I wanted to ask, and I'm glad you're leaning into this, how narrow should the authority brand or the niche be? So like if I'm a weight loss coach, right, how specific a problem do I need to solve? Can it just be I help women over 40 lose weight or does it need to be more narrowed down than that? So I think this is something that one, I don't, I'm not a cookie cutter person. So I hate to have <laughs> one, one formula that everyone needs to niche down to this level, right? But I like to encourage you that you can always niche up. And often if you're in an area where there's, a, it seems like there's a lot of competition and it's hard to stand out, niching down is going to make you stand out immediately to those right people. And I'll use an example in my personal life. Again, I don't, you cannot buy anything from me on Instagram. I actually like <laughs> took a lot of time off of Instagram. So I'm probably the last person to come do for Instagram advice, but going back a year or two ago, my cousin who does my hair, she was looking for help with Instagram. And a couple of times we were talking and I mentioned one of my clients who did Instagram and I gave her some tips. And the next time I saw her, she was like, oh, I bought this course on Instagram. And I was like, really? Because one, she's my cousin. She could be hitting me up for free advice, really, <laughs> as much as she wants, right? And especially while I'm in the chair, you know, where we could talk about Instagram the whole time. And also, I had mentioned a client of mine to her, right? So I was surprised that she just went rogue and bought this Instagram course. So I was curious, I'm like, oh, what course did you buy? And she bought an Instagram course for hairstylists. For hairdressers. Smart. Right? Yeah. The thing is, she could be talking to the most established person on Instagram, but there was a level of confidence for her of buying something where it was like, okay, well, I get like what you do on Instagram, but like, what does someone that like me do on Instagram? How is it going to work for my industry? How should I be using it? Right. There was a level of confidence there to say, you know, what? I'm going to put my money into this course. It's going to tell me exactly how to do Instagram as a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. And as the market gets more crowded, that's what people are looking for. They have more confidence buying things that are specific to them. So I say, don't be afraid to niche down because you can always niche up. People who I think everybody knows, I might be wrong on this, but Amy Porterfield, I think is someone who a lot of us who listen to our podcast have known for a while. And she's known now for really all things 
online business, online marketing, Mm -hmm. certainly courses, but going back when she came into this space, she was an expert on Facebook ads. Yeah. Right. She was the go-to gal for Facebook ads. Lewis Howes was the go-to guy for LinkedIn. For LinkedIn. Right. Right. And so we look at some of these people now, but I mean, Lewis has, he is so broad now. I don't even know. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I like to use those extreme examples because it was that traction. It was that early momentum that they were able to establish that didn't limit them, but it put them out there. It helped them get known for something yeah. because I clearly haven't had enough coffee today and I'm forgetting basic words. I'm definitely not going to remember the exact name of this theory, but there is a theory out there that proves this, that says once someone sees you as an expert for one thing, they're more likely to see you as an expert for something else. Yeah. It's called the halo effect. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'm like, I know this is a thing. Thank you for, for backing me up with that one. Yes. So Mm -hmm. niching down, isn't going to limit you. It's going to help you get that traction. Now get those sales and get that momentum, start getting known, start getting invited to write and speak and be on a podcast and all these things. And then you can take that to leverage to the next step. If you want to, maybe you're really happy there. Yeah. Right. But if you do want to niche up, you can always do that later. In fact, you're more easily able to later. That's what I wanted to underscore for our listeners. And you just said it. So for everyone listening, if what you want is to have this very broad brand, right? The fastest way to get there is to be super niched and super specific in the beginning because that's what's going to give you traction. That's really what I'm getting from what you're saying, Jacqueline. So smart. Okay. So we have the first A and the first R. Tell me more. Okay. So now (laughs) we're going to, I'm like, do I know how to spell today? Yes. Now we're going to go to M and the M is mindset. Mm -hmm. Now I can give you the best strategies in the world talking about these things. But if you don't believe it, and I know I'm talking to coaches right now, so you know, you know this more than I know this, right? But if you don't believe it, you're not going to be able to execute on it. And if you don't believe it, the people you're talking to likely aren't going to believe it from you, right? There's going to be that disconnect. So just as much as we talk about the strategies and the tactics and the marketing and positioning and all of this to get out there and get known as that go-to authority, it's just as important to be doing that inner work to really believe that we're that go-to authority. I find a lot of the times, especially on the outside, people are like, when I work with clients one-on-one, especially I see this, right? Because, okay, you got all this great stuff going for you, but what's happening is it's two steps forward, three steps back. And sometimes it's something from an old boss. Sometimes it's something from childhood. Sometimes it's with a friend or a parent or something that happened early on in their career. If we don't take the time to work through those things, to work through those stories and scripts that are holding us back and literally pulling us back Mm -hmm. because we're certain things are happening in our reality and we're dismissing them as luck. How many people come to me and they're like, Uh, I'm getting referrals, but like, I need a real strategy. (laughs) It's like, okay. But people think that you're so amazing that they're telling other people about what you do and you're not paying for those leads. They're just landing on your lap. But instead of soaking that up for all of the amazingness that it is, 
they discount it, right? So this is a small example, but when things like this are happening and are literally holding us back, we can self-sabotage all of that. It's going to keep us from fully stepping into and embodying being that go-to authority. So the inner work side of this journey is just as important, if not more important than all of these strategies we're talking about. Yeah, hundred percent. And I would say for me with mindset, letting go of the pressure to believe in myself all the time and replace that with just a willingness to lean in has been a game changer. Otherwise you just feel like you're doing your affirmations wrong, right? Or you're just somehow being inauthentic, right? Or it's incongruent. But what I really get from how you show up, Jacqueline, is this isn't about believing in yourself 100%. This is about taking the steps and doing the work so that your self-confidence and self-belief grows and grows and can support the business as it grows and grows. So I'm so glad you said that because a couple of things to take note of here. One, I personally believe that mindset is something that is like showering. It's like personal hygiene. (laughs) We need to keep showing up with maybe not daily, that's a lot of pressure, but often throughout the week, right? Just like we would other ways of taking care of ourselves and our personal hygiene, right? It is not something that we just tackle at one point in our journey and then we got that confidence and we're good. In fact, I've actually reframed it to be the opposite of that. If I don't feel any imposter syndrome, if I don't feel uncomfortable, if I'm not second guessing myself on things, I actually have realized that that means I'm not pushing myself enough. That means I've gotten a little too comfortable where I am and I'm not seeking out those new opportunities. And an interesting thing with this is, so it's not even just about having like unfailing self-confidence because that's unrealistic, at least for a lot of us. I'm sure there are people that have that. I am not one of them, right? But what I found is just allowing ourselves to be open to possibilities. So I've had a few things happen this year that if I didn't believe were possible for me, they literally wouldn't have happened, right? Because if you don't believe that something is possible, if you don't believe you deserve something or it's there for you or whatever it is, you can literally miss those opportunities that come to you. And I had this happen, and I'm sure I've missed things because of this in the past, but I I had this happen in a good way. It was so stark to me that I'm like, oh my goodness. And I had this opportunity to be featured in Forbes back in the fall. And the way the email was written, it actually kind of looked like, definitely wouldn't have said it was spam, but it almost looked like it was like, maybe there was like a hidden sales pitch or like a hidden thing, right? Right. (laughs) The way it was presented, it was like, are they going to try to, is this real? Is this, are they marketing something to me? Or is this like a real opportunity? But I've had Forbes on my vision board for years, right? And I'm like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is my opportunity for Forbes. And it is literally just landing in my inbox. Let's see. And I replied back and I asked some clarifying questions and was just open to like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't right. This or something better. It turned out to be exactly what it was. And this amazing opportunity, there was no hidden anything. If I would have just been like, oh yeah, that's just some whatever. I would have not even opened the email, right? I definitely wouldn't have replied. And so being open to those opportunities is literally being able to make that ask, certain opportunities with my podcasting courses. I have a partner, Farnoosh Trabi. She's got the So Money podcast. And if at certain points of our journey, 
I didn't bring things up, we wouldn't have a course together, right? Like that wouldn't even have happened. So it's that shifting of mindset to not think that we're infallible or have the most confidence, but to just be open to those opportunities and open to failing is really the right being secure enough in ourselves that we're not defining ourselves by if somebody does say no, or it doesn't work out, or it doesn't go the way we want. When we make those things that haven't even happened yet, when we make the possibility of those disappointments mean something about us. And so we don't even go after them. That's where it really holds us back. Yeah. I love that. Congratulations on Forbes. Thank you. Well, and then how about the ripple effect of this? I was able to have that Forbes feature in the fall and then the same and coincidence or not, the same editor, the same writer who did that article, she posted an article on the 21 podcasts to listen to in 2021 this January and included GoToGal in that lineup. And so if I had never had that opportunity, maybe our paths wouldn't have crossed. Maybe she was aware of GoToGal or not. But I'm thinking that those all are very highly connected. (laughs) So you can see where these, you just start to get the snowball effect, right? Okay, great mindset. All right. So on to the O. O is for other people's platforms. I like to joke that this is where it's like, okay, you're showing up with your authority brand. You have your right offer in front of the right audience. You got your mindset going, but sometimes they just need to hear it from someone other than mom. So I like to say, right? <laughs> like there's something about like you saying that you're the expert that like, okay, we believe you. But as soon as somebody else says that, as soon as you have that like third party verifying, it just up levels everything else and can really be a huge authority booster. Now, some people think that this is it when it comes to authorities. I just need media or I just, right. And yes, it can be a fast track to building authority, but if you don't have these other things in place, you're not going to benefit from it. So if you're not set up for your Oprah moment, if Oprah shared your business right now, are you going to benefit from that? Do you have an offer on that topic? Is your brand in place for people to follow and see what you're all about? Do you believe that that's even possible? And so you can see where all of these things work together because if you just have the publicity, are you set up for the rest of it? But it is especially, and I love podcast guesting as one of my favorites for this because one, it's a lot of fun. It's relatively easy to be a guest on podcasts Mm -hmm. and it's instant authority. Yeah, because the host is introducing you as an authority on a topic, right? So someone who the audience already knows, loves and trusts and sees as an authority in some way is now vouching for you, whether they know you or not, right? They're reading your bio. They're saying this person's an authority on this topic. We're going to talk about it. And on a podcast with audio content, they listen for a long time. You're able to multitask with audio content in a way that you can't while reading a blog post or watching a YouTube video. So you have their attention a lot longer. If you're listening right now, right? Maybe you're driving, maybe you're folding laundry, maybe you're cooking dinner. It fits into our lives in a way that other content doesn't. So you're able to build much more of a relationship through that. If I'm mentioned in an article, maybe that's great for a backlink for my SEO traffic. And maybe I get a little bit of a hit from that, but that person who reads that article, they don't really know me. They haven't heard my voice. They haven't heard my stories. They haven't gotten that more 
multidimensional right. impression, right? That you can get from a podcast interview. But yes, with leveraging other people's platforms, this can be traditional media. It could be print. It could be on TV. It can be podcasts. It could be guest blogging for niche sites, niche blogs in your space. It could even be doing an Instagram live. It doesn't have to be a media platform per se. It could be getting on and doing an Instagram live with someone else. And so you're getting in front of their audience that way too. So it's any way that you're able to leverage other people's platforms. What I love about this is maybe you have a small audience, maybe you have a growing audience, but you already have your audience, right? Or you're trying to. When you're able to go and get in front of someone else who has already taken the time to build an audience of ideally your exact people that you want to target, what a shortcut. Like, let's just go. Where are those people already congregating and leverage that? That can really be such a fast track to building your own audience, especially with the right people. But I say you want to do this step of leveraging other people's platforms for two reasons. One is that audience building. So getting in front of that right audience and using it as a fast track to build your own. The other is for that, they need to hear it from someone other than mom effect, right? So right. those people that are following you, whether it's just a handful or several thousand or tens of thousands, them seeing you featured other places, interviewed other places, showing up other places is just going to anchor in that you're that authority that much more for them. And this also helps the people outside of our industry too. I'll say it's so funny. I, you know, certain things that have happened in my business that I felt like were big milestones. My family would be like, okay, like that sounds cool. But like the first time I was mentioned in like a little blurb in Reader's Digest, it was like, you're in Reader's Digest. I'm like, I don't even know if anyone in my audience reads Reader's Read Digest. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I mean, it was a great quote, but it wasn't like specifically tied to anything that I was selling or offering, right? So great for a backlink, but not a huge splash in any other sort of way. But there was something about maybe people on my profiles that weren't paying that much attention to what our, I was doing, it suddenly made them perk up a little bit more like, yeah. oh, like you're in Reader's Digest, like what are you doing, right? And so they started to take me a little bit more seriously because of that too. So starting to layer this in is going to help you both with audience growth and with just anchoring in that authority that much more. And it also has this ripple effect, which you talked about earlier, it kicks right back into the mindset right? If I am a guest on your podcast, like I'm going to feel pretty, pretty confident the day that episode airs. So then now I have a little more confidence. And so I can put myself out there in another way. And just taking these actions makes the mindset part easier. Would you agree? I would say yes, but I do know one, because this has happened to me before, and I've seen it with clients many times. For some people, it doesn't. For some people, there's still a disconnect, right? Yeah. And if there is that, that's where working with a coach or a therapist or something yeah. like that can really help us. Because if there is something that you're really struggling with, maybe you have that podcast interview, but then you have so much as Renee Brown would say, like a massive vulnerability hangover and you don't want to share it with anyone. Uh, you're so right about that. Right. Yeah. Or maybe you're featured somewhere, but you're like, oh, like, did what I say make sense? Or, you know, it wasn't the right, th whatever it is, right. We can make up these stories. So if you're out of alignment with your mindset, because what has actually happened for me a couple of times, and I've had it both ways because I am, one of my top strengths is futuristic with uh, the Gallup Strengths Finders. So I can really see things, right? And so sometimes I have that vision, but then like, you know, reality has to catch up. But other times, <laughs> other times, 
things will happen. And then my mindset really needs to catch up that like, oh no, like that actually happened to you. And it wasn't just luck or it wasn't just a lot of times opportunities happen because of a relationship or because of a referral or right. And it's so Mm -hmm. easy to dismiss that Mm -hmm. because we're not seeing those things with other people's business. I'll go back to the Forbes story. Even when it happened with the first article, my brother is so sweet. My brother is seven years younger than me. He lives in New York City. And he sent me flowers. Him and his girlfriend sent me flowers to celebrate, which was just like the sweetest thing ever and totally unexpected. So we're talking on the phone. I'm thanking him and everything. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, no. And he's like making like a really big deal out of it. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. I'm like, but like all my friends are in Forbes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's not normal. <laughs> like half my clients are in Forbes. One, because of the circle I'm in, yeah, it became this norm, right? But also that's probably why my brain was like, well, of course I would be in Forbes too, right? Yeah. Instead of like, deal. oh, I'm putting it up on this platform where it's not possible for me. Mm-hmm. And then when the article came out with the 21 podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm friends with like, seven of these people or whatever. Right. And so it's just funny where you start to put it together of like, okay, like I've taken this off of a pedestal, but that's actually now it's available for me. Right. So it is mindset work to do that. And sometimes it's hard for us to see people and whether it's our mentors, our clients, our friends, where we see so clearly for them on the outside and they just don't see themselves the same way. Yeah. If you are experiencing that, definitely like that's why the inner work is so important. You're so right. I'm so glad I asked that question because I couldn't agree with you more that sometimes these successes or milestones, what they will do is bring up for us the work we have <laughs> to continue to do, right? So that's great. Thank you. I think we have another step here. Shall we dive into it? Yes. Okay. So the last step here, the last R is relationships. Okay. And I've hinted with this along the way. I really won my background with helping my dad start his business in 2004, which was really a personal brand. Looking back, it was all on relationships. And so when I came into this online world, I was just and Zoom coffee chats with everyone back in 2015. And people were like, you want to talk to me on the phone? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you know, let's get on Zoom. I didn't know anything else. Also, I was pregnant and homebound for a while. I didn't go to in-person events until quite a bit after I started my business till my little guy was a little bit bigger and I could actually leave. So for those first couple of years, that was the only way I was able to build relationships was through online and getting on Zoom or like actual phone calls with people. But those relationships were everything. Those relationship with my mentor to be invited to speak at their conference. My first first speaking opportunity came from that, right? Or my first podcast interview came from someone else I was in a program with and she started a podcast and asked me to be at a guest. And so when you look back and you start connecting these dots, relationships are really this like fast track for things too. I guess, you know, you have all these different fast tracks, but it is, there's, you can only do so much sometimes with outside of relationships. And so I say to focus on relationships with people in your industry, relationships, just for your own mental health to be supported on this journey and help you with that mindset side of things. Right. But also the relationships with people in your community, really intimately knowing who you're serving and who you want to support is 
the best market research, right? Is the best marketing is the best way to put your offers together. Is not you just by yourself trying to dream up and scheme up the best way to talk to your audience or the best offer that they're going to want, but really getting to know them and what they're struggling with. The whole reason I brought mindset into my business is because of relationships is because when I started getting, I knew I had my own stuff to worry about. When I first started my business, I hired a coach, which I was so glad I hired her because she was a business and life coach. Mm-hmm. And I hired her a few weeks before I found out I was pregnant and I was like, okay, business and life, but like, we're going to like do the business stuff. Right. You know? <laughs> like I wasn't really like back then I was like, I don't need this life stuff. But almost immediately I kept telling her, I'm like, I swear I'm normally so confident because I was, I was so comfortable before, right? I started my business, not comfortable, not confident. I'm like, I swear I'm normally so confident, but just being in this whole new world flipped me upside down. And that was all the hiding that was going on in the beginning. And then with getting pregnant and not feeling well and all of that, I really leaned on her so much for that life coach support, which I never would have felt like such a luxury for me to invest in at that time. So it's such a blessing that it happened that way. So I did have that support before I ever knew I needed it. So I knew I had my own journey with my to work on. But when I started and I was running a membership and I was doing Instagram consulting and no one was talking about emotions during that. But when I started offering one-on-one calls to my membership as upgrades, Uh I'd get on the phone and everyone would say the same thing. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is all, like half the time I felt like it was a mirror being held up. I'm like, you're struggling with this too. I'm like, and everyone else I'm talking to is also struggling with this. And so I started to see those patterns and really understand what it was that they were going through. And that's when I intentionally brought mindset into the business and started really opening up and sharing more of my own journey with it. Mm -hmm. But I also just got to know them so much more and could serve them so much better as a result of that. Yeah. So relationships are the friendships to help you feel supported on this journey, relationships with colleagues to help move the business forward, and also a relationship with your customers. So you really understand who they are and what they need. Absolutely. And I think this is inferred with colleagues, but I'll put it on there too. Relationships with people maybe who you don't view as your colleagues, people who maybe you look at as the influencers in your industry, right? And this is where having a podcast or any type of authority platform helps so much to open up those doors. Now you have a reason to reach out to those people and you get to talk with them for an hour and build a relationship. And sometimes it's hard to get through the door with people like that. But when you have something like a podcast, it really does help. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely experienced that myself. Well, this has just been so illuminating. And I know our listeners have probably taken copious notes because the way you've demystified what it means to establish your own authority is incredibly helpful. Now, I know that you are a big fan of podcasts and that's where you devote a lot of your teachings, but could you just let our listeners know the best way to connect with you or if you have a resource where they can take things further, where they can go and get it? Sure. So one, you can always come hang out with me at the go-to gal podcast. So wherever you're listening to podcasts, come over and subscribe. We talk about all of this there. And then if this whole idea of building authority is then thought provoking, curiosity building, exciting to you, I put together a free guide that'll really break down how to start putting this into action. 
action. So it's a 30 day action plan to help you build authority, get that snowball going and give you those bite-sized actionable steps. So you can start building that momentum. And some of these are, we have broken up the steps to cover all five parts of the framework. So you're building your mind's eye, you're building your relationships and building that brand. You're building all of these things together over the course of that month. And you can get that for free at JacquelineMalone.com forward slash plan. I love that. I'm going to get it immediately after we stop recording. (laughs) We'll also put a link to that in the show notes so that everyone can easily access it. Jacqueline, I feel lucky that I got to be on your show and grateful that you came on mine because I get so much out of our conversations. So I just want to thank you for being on the Six Figure Coach podcast today. It was great to have you. Oh, well, it was great being here. And I always enjoy our conversation so much too. So, so <laughs> glad that the podcasting world has brought us together. For yeah, sure. absolutely. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you again next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's really the best way to show your support. Now, if your goal is to build a six-figure coaching business and you need a simple system to get there, I would love to invite you to join us inside the Six Figure Coach Club. I'm so proud of the community we've built there. Plus, the mentorship and training you'll receive is truly unmatched. Now, the first step to joining us is to actually watch the coach class. That way you can see how my approach to six figures can work for your business. And from there, you can apply to join us inside the club. So go to watchthecoachclass.com now to learn more about how I can help you reach your business goals inside the Six Figure Coach Club. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week.